Hello, and welcome back to Drive Your Growth by CoLearn, a mini learning experience designed to inspire and support you to develop your ability to learn and adapt in constant change. I'm your host, Jim Raleigh. Over this series, you'll learn how to use CoLearn's learnability model. Each episode, you'll hear an introduction to one of the elements of the learnability model, a conversation with some inspiring guests to ground it in the real world, and a guided exercise to help you apply it in practice. And if you want to have a visual of the learnability model handy as you listen, you can download one at colearn.co slash model. You'll also find a link in the episode notes. So far, we've worked through an overview of the learnability model. We've looked at motivation, growth goal, and stretch. And now we're going to spend some time with the next element of the model, reflect. With me to help us dig a little deeper into reflect, I've got my colleague, Bella. Welcome back, Bella. Thank you so much, Jim. So we're in the middle of the learnability model now. We're between motivation and growth goal in that spiral of learnability behaviors that we heard about in episode one. And they are stretch, reflect, and co-learn. So reflection. Bella, what's your relationship to reflection? Oh, well, reflection, that's my go-to tool um, to make sense of my experience and, you know, my feelings and my thoughts and and to just cope with change, like life, I would say. Uh, and I, I, I work with it by, for example, you know, every, almost every day, I'd say, I, I take a walk and I call a friend or a colleague and, uh, and reflect together um, just to sort of take that time to take a step back, make sense of what's happening. And then if something happens that really affects me, I, uh, I actually take time to journal about it because that really helps me to go a bit deeper into, you know, into the process of reflection. Yeah, and usually it makes me feel like calm and empowered. What about you? I was introduced to reflection as a thing to do on my master's degree. I studied creative learning and we explored lots of theory and research around reflection. And actually someone reminded me the other day of a quote by a man called John Dewey who said, we don't learn from experiences, we learn from reflecting on our experiences. And I remember that was one of the one of the quotes that stuck with me from my master's degree. It's quite a powerful one. So kind of building on that, I suppose, can you share a bit more about why it's useful to use reflection when we talk about driving your growth and the ability to learn and adapt in constant change? Why is it the case that we don't learn from experiences, but we learn from reflecting on our experiences? Well, the brain needs to process our experience and internalize it in order for it to remember, you know, what we're sort of learning. So that's one thing. And the other thing is that uh, stretching ourselves can be stressful, which I think you and Maria talked about in the previous episode. And so uh, too much stress uh, is not really supporting our learning unless we make sure that we sort of lower the adrenaline and cortisol levels. And we can do that by calming down and create some space for recover. 
And uh, reflection can be that kind of, you know, form of recovery. So, yeah, those are a few reasons. Mm. It's interesting that reflection is so obviously useful, yet in my work in organizations over the years, I've noticed a lack of reflection, especially in cultures where there's an obsession with performance, people are busy. Um, I don't see people taking the time to stop and reflect on their own experiences. They, I think they don't think they have time to do that. Yeah, one thing that we miss uh, is that reflection can actually increase productivity. And I think this argument speaks to that kind of uh, drive that we want to perform, we want to be effective, and we want to be productive. And there is a fascinating research done by Gaida Di Stefano showing that if we spend 15 minutes a day in reflection, it actually increases our productivity with 23%. Mm. And that reminds me of a phrase that a colleague of mine used to use which is you have to slow down to speed up mm. which seems kind of counterintuitive but yeah. it, it definitely is true why do you think that is true well this research show that shows that um when we take time to reflect on our experience uh, it, it tends to increase our sense of control like if it makes us feel like we are in control of the change that is happening around that instead of us feeling like just things are happening to us. Uh, and when we feel like this increased sense of control, it increases our feeling of being competent to actually be able to handle our surroundings. And when we have this increased feeling of being competent, uh, it increases our feeling of uh, self-confidence. And so when we have an increased self-confidence, we won't take time to be like, oh, I'm so stressful. And, you know, we're sort of messy in our head. Uh, instead, this increased self-confidence helps us to focus, which we know that we our brains need uh, from previous episodes. And when we have this increased ability to focus, we perform better. Mm. I mean, I've definitely felt those things when reflection's working for me, self-confidence, focus, and then I end up doing better work. Yeah. But it doesn't always happen. I mean, sometimes I feel like I get stuck in some kind of thought loops and just go around in circles. What tips have we got to help people get out of that and kind of move forward when they're stuck? Yeah, first of all, I think a lot of people recognize themselves in what you are saying, and so do I. Um, and so it can be helpful to be a bit structured with your reflections. Uh, and the first thing to be aware of when reflecting is that there is a tendency to get stuck in just like reviewing our experience or the things that we want to learn. So, for example, we would be like, oh, that was fun, that was easy, that was boring, I didn't like that, I liked what she said, you know, be like just judging, reviewing, having opinions about what we're experiencing. And to have a really effective reflection, we want to go beyond that reviewing. Although it's part of the process of getting to, you know, an insight, we still want to go beyond it. And if there is one, like the minimum viable question that you can ask yourself, that is, what can I learn from this? 
Okay, so we've got our one question, the simplest way you can go a bit deeper into reflection. But I know we've also got a reflection model that we've created that can help people to go even deeper. Yes. Can you share a little bit about what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So it is a model that we created to help people to sort of be a bit more structured with the reflection. It's based on research. It's in it's inspired by a model uh, that Roger Greenway uh, created called the active reviewing cycle. The model that we created is called five F's of reflection. And so it consists of facts, feelings, findings, future and friends. So lots of Fs there. <laughs> what do they all mean? Yeah, so facts, that's about like recapping the experience, but without judging it. So um, just be like objective about what have I experienced, what have I heard or, you know, uh, seen. And then you go from there to feelings. So you'd be like, what did I actually feel? What emotion, what reactions did I have on the experience that I uh, just had? And from feelings, you can go and explore findings, which is the third F. And that can be about, you know, questioning your assumptions about the situation, about the facts that you learned, you know, and draw conclusions, uh, draw your learnings. And when you have your learnings, you go to the next well, F, which is future. And that's where you decide uh, how you want to apply your learnings in the future, in, in what way you want to stretch yourself uh, based on what you just learned. And to the final one, but very important one, uh, F uh, is friends, and which is about sharing your reflections and learnings with others. Nice. So we've got that power of peers coming back again. Seems to be popping up in every episode. So facts, feelings, findings, future and friends. If there's one thing people should take away from this model, Bella, what would you like it to be? I would then focus on the feelings question. Because there, there is a tendency for us to be thinking that feelings don't belong in the workplace. But what I want people to remember uh, is that feelings is actually a reflection of the way we think. So it, you can see it as a data point of your current knowledge, your current way of thinking. And so see it as a data point and be curious about your feelings, I'd say. Mm, nice. I'm going to recap the model then for our listeners. So facts... Recap the experience without judging it. Feelings, connect to your emotional reactions to that experience. Findings, question your assumptions and draw conclusions. Future, decide how to apply learning in the future and think about how do you want to stretch yourself from the new insight you've got. And then finally, friends, share your reflections, learnings and actions with others. My final thought before we close, Bella, is even though I do regularly reflect and I try to make time for it, often reflection is the thing that gets cut out of my calendar when I'm stressed or when I'm too busy. And as we've heard over this series at the moment, I feel like I'm losing balance and losing control over my calendar. So reflection is one of the things that goes. Have you got any tips for people to avoid 
that kind of situation? Well, first of all, I think that will happen and that's okay. Like sometimes you just can't keep all your habits. The most important thing is to get back to it uh, if you find it valuable to you. And what I've seen that uh, tend to work for quite many people is to block some time in their current workflow uh, when they take time to, maybe it's, it's about planning their week and they connect a time for reflection uh, related to that habit or they end the week on like Friday morning and they make a cozy moment of that. Um, yeah, so finding a good place in your flow of life, I think it's it's key. And then another thing to just remember is that reflection in the beginning, and especially if you haven't done it before or for some time, is that uh, it is usually quite difficult in the beginning uh, and it's like a muscle to train up just like the learnability muscle that we're talking about so just like give it some time and uh, the more you do it the easier it will become nice love that thanks for the tips bella and thanks for joining us to explore reflection today thank you so much As a listener to this podcast, you've already overcome the biggest hurdle for investing in your development by simply taking the time. Nice. Now you're in a perfect position to support others to do the same. So why not take the opportunity to share this podcast with a friend or send it to your colleagues so you can do it together? If you're a leader and want your team to accelerate how they drive their growth, you can find more about how we support teams and entire organizations at scale by visiting our website, colearn.co. The link is in the show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. Now, let's get on with the show. With us for the conversation, we have Johan Dovelius, Senior Strategist at EY Doberman with over 20 years of experience working in service design. He strives to make sense of the intersection between user needs, business ideas, and a need for innovation and speed. He is an evangelist for co-creation and an accomplished musician. We've also got Osa Rexare Simonsen, working as a people and culture leader at IKEA Range and Product Innovation. With over, with over 15 years of experience, Orsa is a catalyst and leader of transformation, bringing experience from strategic communication, business and strategy development, leadership development, and learning. She's also an owner, educator, and facilitator at My Yoganus. Johan and Orsa, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, let's get into the questions then. Um, what does driving your growth mean? mean to you that's our first question also do you want to take take mm. this first thanks for starting with the juicy big question <laughs> first well easy and slowly uh, <laughs> exactly i think for me driving my own personal growth or like for me to drive my growth means to take personal responsibility for how i show up um, so it's basically for me doing the work of maturing as a human being. <laughs> uh, so I can be a better partner, a better parent, a better leader and a better coworker. Um, so we can do the great things together that we need to do to make this world survive long term. 
so it's personal responsibility and accountability to see my shit in the mirror, but also the things I do well. And then, uh, yeah, bring loving kindness to that mix and see that I'm a human being and I'm, I'm progress, not perfection. Nice. Thanks. Thanks, Osa. Same question to you then, Johan. What does driving your growth mean to you? Yeah, that's a really good and and hard opening question. Um, I think one is uh, pure curiosity. Um, I think learning and growing for the sake of itself, it has some kind of value. I think I'm a curious person. Um, And also it, it comes with a job as a consultant. I find myself in new contexts with new challenges with new people all the time so <laughs> learning comes comes with a job and also on on Osa's note i think there is a, it may sound a bit pretentious but i think we have some kind of moral or ethical duty to to learn uh, we live in a democracy and we have uh, change uh, challenges in the society so i think we need to to keep ourselves informed uh, i'm quite scared about populism. I'm scared about thinking of us just being lazy and blaming the politicians for everything. So I need we we really need to to learn. And with that said, I can if I'm really honest to myself, I also have a bit of an anxiety also as a driver for learning. I'm quite afraid of uh, to stop learning, to stagnate, to to lose my interest, my curiosity. Yeah. So, and I have some kind of idea that we should know certain things. We should be informed um, about society and climate change and so on. And of course, that can be a bit hard sometimes. So with all that in mind, what is your growth goal at the moment? What are you driving your growth towards, Johan? Yeah. Uh, At this very moment, I, I... I uh, parallel to my work, I I study at university. I do a course in uh, in uh, sustainable development, uh, run by, by Stockholm Resilience Center. Uh, so that's uh, one evening a week plus some reading, but it it works perfectly fine to do, as I I'm still working, and uh, that's a way of trying to go deeper into uh, what science says about the climate change and what we need to do. Same question, Orsa. Have you got a growth goal at the moment you're driving towards? I think professionally, um, I stepped into this assignment a year ago. And when I closed my previous assignment, we had a a team closure with the the management team that I've been leading. And I still have the note on my board at home, like what's what's next for me to learn? And that's my growth goal where I am now. And it's more about resting into my strengths and going deeper than than sort of expanding horizontally into new areas because I was for three years on my growth edge every effing day. So I sort of also needed to realize that I need to sort of stop and go deeper rather than continuing the expansion. But on a more personal level, as you said, I'm also a yoga teacher and I work with yoga education and I'm in a 200-hour training called Restorative Rhythms, which is about nervous system regulation, which relates to a big thing that I'm exploring around how to lead in complexity. So there was a new book I read on the flight to my training called Unleash Your Complexity Genius, 
as like leaders in a business context and it's about nervous system regulation so here my yoga me and my my work life me gets together so how can i support myself and others leading in complexity is one of my curiosities right now um so yeah so let's get into reflection why is reflection so important what does it mean to you how does it help you drive your growth to me i think reflection is about connecting things yeah we experience uh, things we try things we succeed or we fail or we work together with people or yeah and reflection is about taking those moments together with others or by myself to connect and try to draw some conclusions about what did I just experience or what did we experience and uh, also to connect very concrete experiences or concrete ideas to some more abstract viewing of things. Um, so I think that that's what, what reflection is about for me. Not to jump, not just jump from one, one experience to the next, but rather uh, then connect things and to make some kind of complete picture or complete learning or uh, complete new idea or, or something that comes out from both both some maybe abstract or logical thinking or concrete experiences or both also what does it mean to you you talked about how you've been at your growth edge for the last three years and it sounds like now you have a bit more time to to stop and reflect what does reflection mean for you so i reflected in that context too i think otherwise i would not have survived <laughs> but i think reflection for me is a way to integrate so like you said you want otherwise i'm just going from experience to experience and speaking back to complexity we need as we learn while doing we need to stop and reflect to be able to repeat what's working and stop doing what's not working so for me the reflection is that moment where you slow down to accelerate either in the same direction or choose another direction consciously uh, so it reflection for me is a, a process of integration and getting more of a holistic sense of what's working and not working both on an emotional level um, and on a logical level if that makes sense how do you do that very practically like what does that look like for you for me reflection is not only a logical experience it's also an emotional experience but it's also actually a physical experience so i reflect in different ways i realized one way is at work reflecting like a retrospective type of reflection after completing a task uh, in the micro moments it can be i have facilitated a meeting or a session and the the, the co-partner or the person i facilitated with or together with we have a quick moment of reflection on what worked what could we do differently and we give each other feedback it can also be like weekly reflections in my previous work as a manager, I structurally created space on Fridays for, for a Friday reflection and checkout with a team, like leading that, facilitating that. But for me, it's also, I think, uh, to bring it to the physical, to not only like what happened, how do I feel about it, but also how does my body respond to this moment? Does, how do I breathe now? Like, is my, my belly tighter? Uh, am I tensing up? Like, to really reflect on how is this impacting me? And then from that, like, okay, you know, how can I allow that? 
how can I consciously bring myself to a more balanced place or in another direction? And I love, loved Bella, you said in the introduction that uh, sometimes it's a conversation with a friend because I get stuck when I try to reflect on my own. So to just ask a friend, can you ask me a few questions <laughs> and be guided by someone else for me is really powerful, especially if I'm stressed because the other person helps me to slow down and really sort of think and feel into to it. So many, many different ways. And yeah, that's, that's how I work with it. Well, so I'm curious, you talked about, um, you mentioned doing uh, retrospective uh, at work for people that maybe, you know, never done it before. How do you do those at your work? Um, but basically after completing a sprint or completing a task with a group of people who have been performing something together to stop and reflect and think about both what did we achieve like what worked and what did not work in our performance in that sense, but also how did we work together? So what worked in our team constellation, our relationships and, and sort of on that aspect and learn from that so that we can, again, repeat what's working and stop doing or doing less of what's not helpful. Yeah, and how do you reflect? What does it look like for you? I would say I reflect all the time. So I, I think I reflect a bit too much um, yeah, I mean it's a conversation going on in my head uh, all the time. And but I wouldn't call all that reflection. Yeah, what I think of reflection is something more, a um, little bit more valuable than the ever ongoing, uh, meaningless conversations. And as you said, sometimes it's uh, intentional. Like uh, we also have those kind of retro. Uh, meetings where we look back on a project or a sprint or something and, and ask ourselves uh, important questions, how what we can learn from it. Uh, and all kinds of meetings that when we reflect together. Also when I sit sometimes my, by myself to, to think of, and if I do that with pen and paper or um, a note program or something in, in the computer, then it's, I mean, it's more intentional and, and I really decide to do some reflections. And I think that's it's super valuable also to take those just few moments, a few minutes to reflect on, on, on things. Uh, but then also the more unintentional, the, that kind of reflections that just appear, that just happens. And I think that's a, a key here is that some kind of spaces between something when you uh, Go for a meeting and have five minutes and take the time. Don't pick up the phone immediately, but rather let a few minutes go. Um, I mean, don't bring the, the phone to the toilet, for example. Then you have this micro pause and things come up. Yeah. And it can also be when if I'm out jogging, yeah, that's another space. If I just don't fill my head with a lot of input and just let my the thoughts come and go, then then I can call that reflection because sometimes things in, interesting things come up. I'm curious, Johan, when you talk about reflection, do you have do you have like a, a question that you usually ask yourself, especially when you like sitting down journaling? Yeah, there are a few. One one of course is how could this happen? Why did it go like this? Uh, and another one is uh, okay, how do we what do we do now? 
what is the best way forward or or how does this work how how i don't get it uh, how are these things connected um so a question i mean uh, it's it's a good thing to open up yourself for those tricky questions and what about you Osa? what questions do you have any that reoccurs for you when you reflect I sort of try to dive down. I think it's similar to to the model you shared about the five Fs. So to start with some kind of of what actually happened and try to not be too judgmental, but more objective, what happened, and then also investigating how does that, what's the impact of that on me and others, um, and and sort of then depending on the context, also actually sometimes investigating that. Like, what's the physical impact? Like, how do I feel about this in my body? But also, my what's my emotional reaction to this and why? And then also to to look at, reflect around, okay, what do I want to do about this? So how can I apply this? How can I take this into action the next time in a different way? Uh, or how can, how can I strengthen what worked and do more of that in, in maybe another context or... or so it's 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 those types of questions in different uh, phrasing, <laughs> I would say. I think it's so interesting that you talk about the the physical reaction. That's I think my latest realization or um, practice myself is that I, uh, when reacting strongly to a situation, really staying with the emotion and the physical. Uh, reaction and be with it and follow through and after that you get to a clearer mind uh, uh, or insight or you get a more open mind and that has been something very powerful so I can just personally very much relate to what you're saying I haven't thought much about it before. I think it's for me it's very very powerful because we are human beings and, and it's a biological nervous system response to something that we perceive as a threat sometimes when that happens, right? So to help us reflect and process, to integrate, to come through it and not just push it down. Uh, and to be able to do that from a kind place within ourselves to sort of then that's when we really can grow when we grow also a, a, a caring inner environment that listening to the reflections that we're doing instead of judging us uh, and making that voice stronger. Um, what I'm learning in this training that I'm in now is that without the kind voice, we're, it's more difficult to shift ourselves into a growth mode, like into a more balanced nervous system, out of the stress, fear, shutdown, response so yeah it's it's interesting interesting to hear that you also reflect around like the physical yeah what are the effects on your growth when you reflect so we've talked about how we do it why we do it but what can what can reflection achieve if we do it regularly and we take the time to do it if i take it from a personal perspective um for me, reflection is the way <laughs> to to become better. And when I become a better version of myself, I 
feel better. So it brings me into balance. It brings me into new situations that helps me grow in a direction that I want to grow. <laughs> so it sort of empowers me. It, it, it balances me. Uh, so on a personal level, it's a requirement for my growth, I would say. Um, and as a, as a, what I see in the teams that have a, a regular habit of, of doing reflection is that they are more motivated. They are, because it, it, it gets fun when you also recognize and celebrate what you have achieved and you put words on that and you celebrate together and it gets, gets less uh, dangerous to talk about what did not work because it's, there's less judgment. So they also get more, more open to support each other and learn and, and coach each other. And, and, you know, so the performance goes up, they achieve more together, they have more fun together and they create more psychological safety in the group. The relationships go, grow stronger. Uh, so so it, it creates positive effects both on, on the performance on the output, but also the relationships and the team. Um, so I see lots and lots of of benefits. Yeah, and what um, what are, what else are the positive effects of reflection on on growth and learning? Yeah, for me, I would say that one of my proudest ideas come from reflection when I managed to connect things in a new way and, and suddenly I get this Eureka moment then I when I realize ah that now I get it I cracked it I, I know now I know how to to go forward or I come up with something new or something inspiring for others or so on so there's absolutely uh, a moment that I can reach when reflecting also it's a uh, I think it's when I I find the the reason for doing things my my why to so to speak when i that comes from reflection when i dig a little bit deeper and find my own curiosity yeah, yeah so the, the reason for going forward and that that's also come from reflection and uh, also it it sounds like a cliche we talks a lot so much about uh, fail fast and blah 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 it's no problem to fail as long as you learn and so on but in fact if you reflect and you get some to something some learning then then you can go out from a failure or from a, a, a less comfort comfortable project and you get something from it so that's a, a great value so you can uh, you can sum up and look back to something and it's not that painful to look back at because you you brought something from it. Um, that I would say is the the main reasons for me. Okay, I'm going to start to bring us to a close now with our final question, which is: What tips do you have for people to bring reflection into their life or work more? So these could either be things they should do more of, or some risks, some things they should avoid. Yeah. Uh, one is to nurture or to to take care of those moments where reflection can happen. Uh, try to to find space between. Don't squeeze in things to do or input every time or all day, but find those small spaces. And the last one would be to 
to put yourself at stage somewhere sometimes because that then you need to reflect if if you know if you know that in three weeks I have to tell someone about my project or my learnings or anything that then then I have to reflect and I have to especially if, if it's something something that when you need to summarize a bigger theme or something uh, if I need to present how we work at Doberman then I really need to reflect on how do we really do that. Uh, okay, we have this this fluffy description of the process, but shit, what does it mean? I need to really go inside and look for my own experiences and, and see what worked and not worked. Thanks, Jan. Also, what are your tips? I'm thinking to find a structure and start doing it and and let it take time not judging the quality of the output of a reflection, but just setting the habit and then allowing it to become deeper and deeper over time. Nice. Thanks, Johan and Orsa, for joining us for this conversation about reflection. Thank you. Thank you. Now that we've heard from our guests, and before we go into the third part of the episode, the guided exercises, I want to give you a virtual high five for putting in the time and doing the work. Well done. Do you know someone who needs a boost to get started with investing in their own development? Why not send them a link to the episode and a few words of encouragement? You'd be surprised how much difference a little message can make. Now, let's jump back in and get hands-on with the exercise. For the next few minutes, I'm going to guide you through a reflection process. Bring a pen and notebook or the notes app on your phone. I'm going to ask you a few questions that will help you to draw learnings from an experience that you've had. There'll be a pause after each question. Since the aim is for you to establish a habit of reflection, we invite you to reflect on your week. Like we mentioned in the episode, Having a weekly reflection is a great way to work on your growth. We'll work through the five F's model, starting with facts. What happened this week? What did you experience? Recap your experience of the week without judging it. Leave right and wrong to the side for now. Moving on to exploring the second F, feelings. See your feelings as data points that can help you to deepen your insights. Your feelings are a reflection of the way you think. What impacted you this week and how did you feel? For example, did you feel surprised, sad, joy, trust, afraid, angry, disgust, bored, excited, anxious? Now moving on to the third F, findings, which is about finding insights and learnings from your emotions. What truths or assumptions did you have about the context, about yourself, or about others? What can you learn that will be helpful to you in the future? By now, you've probably found some insights that you want to bring with you into the future. The fourth F in the model. 
What strengths or abilities would you like to develop to be able to handle this situation better in the future? How would you like to stretch yourself to apply your insights going forward? Now, make these insights stick and pay it forward by sharing it with your friends, the last F. Who might find it valuable to hear your learnings? Who would you like to share your learnings with? Great work. I hope you feel grounded after this episode five, reflection of Drive Your Growth. You can do this reflection several times in different situations and get different learnings and insights. The next episode is about the third and last learnability behavior, co-learning, which is about learning with others and supporting each other to be curious and brave to grow. We're going to be talking about why is it important to work with co-learning and how can we practically work with it. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that it's helped you take steps towards driving your own growth. And remember to take the opportunity to support the people around you to do the same, whether it's a friend, your colleagues, or your entire organization. You can do that by sharing this episode or visiting our website, colearn.co, to book some time to talk about how we can support you. <laughs>